0: Welcome to Love Lighthouse podcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and thank you so much to all of you. Thank you to all of our new podcast platforms as well that I haven't yet mentioned. I look forward to doing that in the future. Thank you so much everybody for joining me here today, Vicky Elizabeth Semple. My title is my name. It means the Victorious House of God, St also has the links to St Paul. So very, very important for what every single person needs to convert in a way that is most pleasing to God. Welcome and come on in and enjoy your time with me today. So, this will be my father's birthday. I thank God the father for my earthen and spiritual father, James Semple. Thanks so much to God for him. This is his birthday on the 25th of January. Um, and so, yeah, let's get started with this. You'll hear a little bit more um, of me mentioning my father. And obviously what else is happening today as well, we'll look further into that, could be a really long one by the end of this. I'm adding and adding on to it as a result because of obviously the enormity of the day. So many blessings everyone, let's get started. Welcome to Love Lighthouse and to our special and important broadcast today. Now as you hear the prayer for Christian unity, I have kept this up Um, and I will do, um, and I'll, I'll just pop this here because obviously by the time you're listening to this, um, next week, it's just that this has been up ahead of schedule, schedule ahead of time. Um, so, people have been able to get hold of these wonderful broadcasts ahead of the actual time, get themselves organised and then come back to them. So, during the time of recording, during the time that people have got to hear these, it has been during the week of Christian unity. The prayers for Christian unity have been ongoing throughout this week. In fact, this is Sunday on the point of recording this part of the broadcast now that I'm adding on in there in preparation um, for you listening to this next week, although you might get to hear this, you know, on Sunday or even before as well, before the actual day of Tuesday. Now, <clears throat> this is also a really important time because it is known for part of the church um, that understand it, that this is also the celebration of um the, at a feast of... 'm Just making sure I get it in alignment with everyone the conversion of Saint Paul, so it's the feast of the conversion of St Paul on january the twenty fifth or twenty fifth of January. I should say it that way around. most importantly it is my father's birthday day and it is also so that's James Black Easdale Saint Paul Let me say that i 'm going to I have to mention this first i 'm going to turn this all around um so thanks to God for the gift of my heavenly and earthen my earthen and heavenly spiritual father um James Semple I'm so thankful that God has gifted me with him as my father and so when I'm praying to God I'm like you know I'm feeling that he is really there at that level with God in and with God with um with Jesus Christ and with Mary and Joseph. I really feel that, you know, quite often I, I've gone at certain times, um, you know, when it's a day to do with St. Joseph or the Holy Family, and I will tend to go and lay flowers for him. And they tend to be lilies, actually. So there's a lot going on there, obviously, and with us and our kind of um, way of thinking and the connections with Joseph there for us. And um, my father, of course, is uh, very passionate, but very wise as well. Um, the wisest father I have ever known. I'm so thankful for him. Um, You know, this is such a great day, the 25th. It's also the birthday of Robert Burns too. So all of this important, um, just such a joyful kind of like feeling, all these kind of different um, intricacies of the day are really very important. They're really something else. Um. In any case, I have been going along and I am amazed by this. We talk about the spirit and I know, you know, I'm really humble. So I tend to kind of like go down and come down and um, like manifest in the flesh, but led by the spirit, obviously. So manifest in the flesh in terms of like go for the Eucharist with communion or like other things that are very down to earth, but not by putting them first, by putting the Holy Spirit first, and then doing the best that I can do to decipher and discern. Um, So, in this particular day on the Saturday um, of Christian Unity, we had three different churches that I attended today. All of this has been done through prayer. But see, before this, when I have been sending out these broadcasts for you throughout this time, I honestly, I'm telling you, I have not been looking at the liturgy to like figure out what to say. I've been, you've actually heard it. Like I've just been like picking up, um, the Bible and trusting God, and then you know going where I'm, I feel I've been led to, and so it is actually a huge, um, showing of just how connected we all are in the spirit. It's just been mind blowing today. I mean, I'm talking about this now you know you might hear this at any time but it's obviously going to be for Tuesday's um, recording and here I'm talking about this on Sunday but I don't know I mean where did I start with this how do I say this everything that's been coming up with the liturgy has been coming up in alignment with what I've been saying but I haven't been saying it looking in the flesh at the liturgy I've been led by the spirit and going with the bible and then making my own broadcasts I was like, what on earth, when I turned up to church today and found that it was everything that I had been talking about by me being led in the spirit. I don't know if I could say surprised because obviously we are in the spirit. So it, you know, I should just expect that closeness and that just to work itself out the way that it should. But it was beautiful. And, you know, I had got in the spirit that obviously the word is the bread of life. That is the life. That's the wisdom. That's the life. And we always know that and how that kind of works with the Eucharistic idea of things as well. So in any case, you know, I've talked about this, about us becoming like a walking Eucharist. We are meant to be the host to the Holy Spirit and that's it. Um, But obviously there is like a time and place for Eucharist as well in that other way. And it is a part of remembrance. And some people really feel that, you know, well. It is true you know the Word does become flesh, so although we have the uh, uh, the opportunity to do that um by accepting Christ, there is also the you know the bread and the wine does become the body and the blood of Christ that is transfiguration it does exist, both of these exist they're you know it's not just one or the other they both do exist but you've got to be called into doing and, and accepting either um, one or both um. by God, by God. It's not something you just do by your own like human flesh will or whatever. It's got to be a calling, an authentic calling from God and then you truly understand the wisdom of it all. So I got <laughs> a calling like, not to actually have the Eucharist and to go with the actual Spirit and who wouldn't when the Spirit's been leading in such an amazing way, right? No, of course, you wouldn't deny what the Spirit is um, giving you in terms of wisdom, you just wouldn't. So, I you know I don't know why it's all gonna unfold again I'm not doing it by fleshly egoic measures or reasons I just literally am in surrender so I was like pray everything's gonna be okay like with the entire church and with the bishop and that all will be understood but at the same time I felt called to go down and I'm like I was checking out Bible scriptures praying you know studying that and I normally don't do that, like I, I don't sit and do that, but if I'm called by God, I'm going to be obedient to God first. I'm not really going to, you know, be putting social um things ahead of, um, you know, what God wants me to do. If I've got to, like, find a scripture during uh, the church service or during something, I'm going to do that. Uh, it's vitally important that we are in prayer and that we're in communion with God, that we're not just, I don't know, a, ro- a robot or something. We must be in communion with God. So if God, is in commune with us, calls us to scripture, we've got to do that. So I'm like, okay, checking this up, going back and checking it out. Um, It was, you know, it could have been either way, but it was like more important that I didn't do that at the moment. And it also talked about the fact that I would be catching lots of fish. Um, There's a particular part of scripture that just emphasised this. <clears throat> <clears throat> There was also, you know, there was a go-ahead to go and do either or, but I felt that for the unity of Christians, for Christian unity, and to help to catch fish, as it's said here, I felt that that was more important. I just don't know what, you know, the, the hugest part of what God is doing through me with regards to me making that that decision and doing that again. I am not making this from a human egoic position. I'm doing this by God, by the spirit of God. So I'm like, okay. And then I felt called to go down. I'm like, oh my goodness. Right, onto the right-hand side. So there's the bishop. And I'm thinking, well, if I'm not supposed to have the Eucharist at this moment in time, because I'm supposed to be the walking Eucharist and holding God, I guess... I mean, I didn't know why I was getting that call in the spirit until later through meditation because, again, it's I'm not led by the flesh or the ego, you see. As I said, I'm le- led by the spirit. So I'm like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really know right now what God's doing with me as to why I'm, but um, God is in full charge of me so sovereignly. And I know that this will all work out, like I totally trust. And it has got to be like that, so got to be like that, so important. Um, And that's that's putting the relationship with God first before tradition, but also putting tradition as very important to it. It's putting it all together, but it's making sure God's put first. Something like, right, okay. And I had to just go past because I am walking as a walking host for God. And so I was there with my hands clasped in um, prayer, in thanksgiving, and in blessing, out, I would say, um, and peace. So that was really important. And then I obviously had to kind of keep walking all the way around. And it was just such an interesting situation because I have never done that before. Um, and I, I kneeled at the very back of the church and then went back up the stairs. Now, when we finished up the entire service, oh my goodness, this was all very intricate. The part in the Bible that I got with regards to actually going down, yes, I know you're probably thinking like, wow, you were like getting scripture for every single point um, of this in terms of these three steps. Yes, even the step of going down was checked out, um, you know, to, to be in presence and to give thanksgiving, even although, you know, I was the walking um Eucharistic, I was holding um, Christ in terms of the Spirit. So even that was checked out. And I got with that, that yes, if I were to do this, um, it, it's also about helping other people. And it was this part of um, just, you know, go out, you know, cleanse the lepers, um, you know, heal the sick, do all this, you know, help everyone. That command really that God gives, this is what this is all about. So I was getting that too. again, I'm going to have to like sit and like journal about it and like see what scripture was for what. But in any case, I mean, you just, you can't make this up. So I am I go up the stairs and this will be all tracked like on my data track. I mean, like somewhere in the government, and this is going to be known like on my like service provider somewhere because, you know, nothing is like completely hidden. So it's all going to be there. Like I checked that up then at that point in time this is what I got, here's the results. Um, so I know it's going to be evident and perhaps I've still got evidence of it on my phone. I'll just double check later. But, I mean, you can't make it up it That was what the last song was as well. And it was just such a joyful way. It sounded almost like Hungarian or Slovakian or something like that. And the way that it was like played, it was like so joyful. It's like, do, do. I don't know how I can do it, but I did it really good, like a little impression of it earlier. But, um... It was so beautiful and uh, yeah I mean this is just it's something else. It's really really wonderful how it all fits together and that was walking in the spirit. Now I also went to the Church of Scotland to the church that also shares my father's name to St James to spend time with our um, obviously our Companions out there as well, since this is the week of Christian unity. It was beautiful. It was so joyous. I really loved much of it. And again, you know, how the churches were in alignment with each other about this, you know, it is about the spirit. I think it's wonderful because that gives people the opportunity, you know, if they're going to be taking a step forward, well, the Church of Scotland needs people to be. In that arena where they're taking a step forward, because obviously it's not a Eucharistic type of a church. There is communion, but it's not um, frequent and in the same way or nearly in the same mindset, although it is overall, that's what the unity is, but it's just a slightly different level and way of looking at it. There is unity, but as I say, it's slightly different in terms of how it's looked at, it's a slightly different stage and step. Um, it's a serious stage and step as well. Both are, you know, even though they stand side by side with the Catholic Church and the Church of Scotland, you know, there's just these slight kind of, you know, variations. Um, so we talked today about this, uh, also with regards to the Church of Scotland and the law and things and, uh, the law and then grace and all the rest of it. Now, I think that there's still a kind of like piece in between all of that that needs to be um, more so highlighted. Um, I just do. But I was really thankful to take part in both of these. Yeah, the overall message is, <clears throat> and again, it depends what level you are at in the kingdom. It really does like... <clears throat> And this is all linked with the Eucharistic and the, the way that we have communion and the way that we hold as well. It really is all linked. Now, there's communion by the Spirit. There's communion by the Spirit in the Eucharist. And there's people that might just go to the Eucharist um, in a flesh way. So, and then there's people that just don't do any of these. They don't have communion in the Spirit. They don't have communion by the Eucharist either. Right, so you've got to understand. There's a mixture of different people between all the churches, so they're completely unified in in ways of, um, the people that are going to be going to the actual church, churches, um, but let's just say, right. So we're talking about like, um, the law and obviously how the law changes. Well, for me at this level, and um, being playing host to the Holy Spirit the law needs to move forward, it needs to be in progression. But what makes sense within the law, absolutely like not one jot of it will pass away all the rest of it. So, you know, it is important to do the best that we can by the actual um, law that we have, but not to put it as the be all and end all um how can you actually like what's an actual example? Right here's an example. If you are driving along and you're on a 50 limit. There's a reason why that is likely a 50. Um let's explain it this way. So Today I was going past um, on my way to Glasgow later on and I'm comfortably sitting at 50, quite happy with that. Um, And then I noticed that there's these two deer at the side of the road. See, everything's thought up and everything has a set type of regulation for a particular reason. So clearly this is next to a kind of countryside area there's going to be deer, there's going to be stags. A deer or a stag um, is important. It can't just be like having like animals being knocked down, but not only that, <laughs> a really big deer or stag can actually like cause, if it runs out onto the road, it can actually cause people like extreme danger, perhaps if they go to stop and then there's a backlog of people or even it just been run into or running into them um, can actually cause like Major like problems to people's life safety um yeah or ultimately like life or death situations as well, so sometimes there are great reasons for why the law is the way it is, and it's sensible not to go against that just for rebellious sake, like if you sin on purpose just for sin's sake, like being a rebel without a cause. There's going to be punishment for this, There's going to be consequences. There's not really any requirement for you to behave like that. There's not any requirement for us to do that. Now, when it comes to, let's look at the same one, because I was going to go to the vaccines, but I'm not even going to go there at this moment. Let's look at the same um, idea. So there's now a place that is still sitting at 50, but it maybe could go up to like a 60, but it hasn't been put up to a 60. But no way is it going to be near any deer or any other problems like that. They've made the road bigger. They've like the road isn't near any like um stuff like parks or wildlife, greenery, um or fields or anything like that anymore. These fields have been um perhaps cleared or they're not. There's just been like there's more of a built up area and that not built up area because that wouldn't make sense. No, no built up area. Take that out of it. But just know where, like, you know, there's going to be, like, any problems. It shouldn't be extremely fast, but it should probably be something like a 60. They just haven't got around to changing that yet. But you know that it's safe and you get the kind of go ahead from God. Okay, you're probably not going to go right up to 60, but you probably do look a little bit more than 50. And I think that, that, you know, um, again... Yeah. I'd still be cautious but I wouldn't think that it would be the end of the world especially if like let's say the government the local authorities already acknowledged it and they're kind of like going away to go and change it like anyway and they recognize that it should be that then you know obviously you're not going to be overly aspergic or aspergers about it so again it's common sense, it's logic, um, but the most important thing is like, you know, there's there's probably going to be some other reason. Perhaps I tend to think, no, like that's still not changed yet. There's maybe like something like, you know, that might still occur here. So I wouldn't, I'd still not push it. Right. But let's just say, let's look at the, the, the situation with the vaccination. So the vaccination is causing people um, to be really ill when they're getting it at times, um, it seems like people that are getting vaccinated are getting sick. They're getting ill and catching coronavirus. Well, that's the truth. I've actually like seen and noticed that as well, and it's impacted people I really care about or a person I really care about, who um, it's not their fault. It was actually someone that, oh. My gosh, I don't even want to like talk about this. They really annoy me. But anyway, they've caught it and they're the ones that have passed it on this this other person, right? It's just so annoying. Anyway, so in any case, you can see that this idea of the injection isn't really like all it's made out to be and in fact, it's actually quite dangerous to some. But you also know... It definitely isn't when you hear about the ethics of how it's tested, the links to like abortion and like perhaps animal testing, all the rest, and you think, Oh my goodness, you weigh it all up and you realize that the government until now have been trying to mandate this thing or they've been coming to that kind of conclusion almost. And you're just like, No, I am not going to kiss the golden calf, I'm not going to like celebrate a golden calf, I'm not going to be stupid. So there's there's times where like I think in most cases uh, our government our laws our rules our regulations are really pretty sensible and good but the minute a golden calf situation comes along the minute something is illogical or irrational or strange I was gonna say obtuse, I don't know why or like just weird nonsensical that's when you've got to put the brakes on and say right (laughs) a minute like what's going on here like, just hang on. Now, I'm not taking any of it for granted. And, like, I know, you know I don't just, like, say these things lightly. Like, um, it's not an egoic thing. It is, like, nobody would just do this out of the ego. Nobody. Like, if it totally felt right, you would do it, wouldn't you? Um, but there are some people that just don't know. Like, they don't have any discernment. And they're just doing things blindly, robotically. And then it's impacting them badly and others. So those of us that have the wisdom to take a minute, that's what we need to do. And so there's some things that you have to kind of like negotiate and like, you know, really question and think, well, really? um. But in all aspects, really, too, Peter, too, ultimately in overall, you know, government and what we're doing needs to be respected and pretty much should be in agreement with each other and doing what we agree to do but we know if this was really an agreement there'd be no question about it and everybody would just be doing it but that's how our laws or rules are made and um, it's by like the way that we all decipher it together and then what the result is so that's it um so we did they talked about that a little bit more um with the church of scotland and yeah it's it's interesting it's very interesting but i think you know many people that are in the church of scotland aren't really having uh communion on a daily basis like i am and and this is why i look i love the church of scotland But I feel it's quite connected with the world. And I do feel that there is like a need to be. Yeah, like in the actual and under the law, like those that are not going to church for sure need to be under the law because they do need that guidance. Like if they don't have the Holy Spirit, for sure, 100%. It needs to keep them safe. But I think you should start. There's different parts too. There's parts that are more ascended in the the Church of Scotland but then there's parts that are more ascended in the Catholic Church. The part that's more ascended in the Catholic Church I feel in many ways can be the ability to move and shape law to be involved with that Um, because they're constantly we, because I'm trying to kind of look look at it in a way that will present it to you um we're constantly in communion we like most of all I would say most people devote to this like on a daily basis like I'm doing this all the time like I don't I don't go from like one week to the end of a week without thinking about it and I've spoken to my friends in the church of Scotland they do not do that they don't really pray. I, like, I don't even think they even pray when they go to church. And I absolutely love them dearly. But they don't pray. And they've made that clear to me. Like, pray? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I am praying every single day. And I was like, I think that's why like, I need to be in with similar people that are doing the same thing. But I still like love and care for all of my other people. Like, I really do. Like, I really do. Perhaps in their life they are going along in the way that I used to go along, which is just like literally going along without stopping or thinking about it. like it was just like a given like it's so high in the grace and that's that's really great. Um and I mean I still am, it's just that I've got more wisdom and experience and understanding and like I just know how important it is to like be focused every single day on God on a higher level. It's vitally important for me, like for the world, that I do this. So I think that's the difference there. Is like, um we could move in shape law just by walking along and living our lives, like even in the Church of Scotland way, but I just feel like like I really need like a, a daily focus on it for sure. And um it's um, it's less worldly that way. It's, like, more spiritual, led by the Spirit, rather than just, like, walking through life and being read, led by the flesh. Like, I am led by the Spirit, like, in communion, in prayer, every single day. Glory to God. So, yeah, we're moving in shaping law, perhaps, between both churches, but we're moving in shaping law, when I think about it in this way, in a more, like focused way that's like really thought out really connected in communion with God like not even trying to miss out any parts of like a a thought process and the way of like coming to judgment about something or an idea or an overall like result it's like really well thought out and that's my life like right now Um, so because of that, we need to be a kind of a step ahead of the law because things do need to change. We we can't, like, have an unjust system or an unjust law come out, like, forcing or mandating vaccines against people. Like, we can't have that. So we have to be, like, a step ahead. We can't just be walking in the flesh and be like, okay, 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 in a robotic way. Um, not at my level anyway. Like, I have got to be thinking about these things. Like, you know, you've got to care about people like what if these people are going to get mandated and, you know, you have people that are choosing to get a vaccine that's unhealthy that for them, that's going to impact not just them, but the wider world, their children that come into the world as well, how they think about abortion, their own body their sanctity of life. Like, how is that going to impact future generations, not just people right now that are getting the vaccine, but further down the line? But then you think about those people, like, um, like what's that going to do to their health? What if they've got, like, a heart condition thing in their family? And I'm just saying that because that comes off the top of my head. But there's many other different things that it might impact. Like, what if they have that? And then, like, I just think that's really sad. Like, the thought of, like, forcing people or... <laughs> it makes me want to cry. Forcing people to have, like, a vaccine that can make them really unhealthy or telling them that they're going to lose their jobs is just unacceptable. It's entirely unacceptable. It really is. I mean, it's close to what you would think of as, like, rape enforcing. I mean, it's just... I just don't know how on earth... Like we can't you know you see where where I'm coming from, we can't afford to behave like that or to to let these things slip. We can't be a people that are robotic. We have to be a thinking people that are led by the spirit and not by the flesh, not doing things just because of the flesh reasons, like just um pricking people with vaccines that could do anything to them have any type of results. Um And including with regards to the way that it's it's handled, the way that it's actually like put together and manufactured, how it's tested. Like... You just can't go about these things in a robotic, unthinking, unspiritual way. You have to understand there's going to be, like, a high price to pay and high consequences. And it's not, like, just going to impact you. It's going to impact all others. It's not to judge people and say, you're terrible, you're bad, or you're wrong. It's to protect and save and keep their lives as safe as possible bodily autonomy to a large extent well, yeah is really important because each person has to like obviously have that acceptance of the holy spirit yeah we know that some people haven't and people would argue about that then well if they don't then they don't really have that necessary like bodily autonomy um or the right or the ability really to be able to choose but they kind of, they have to, and that could be their breakthrough point. That could be what really helps them um, as well. And we talk about, obviously, the fact that this is a pandemic. It impacts different people, and it's something that's passed on. Well, there are many different types of measures that you can take. You don't just have to do that. And science should always be looking to improve itself and never standing still. So there should always be like a kind of like a movement with it. Like, okay, how can we make this ethical? How can we make this so that it doesn't impact people in negative ways? How can we, you know, that is the nature of science. It's improvement and progress and new inventions. So surely there's got to be, okay, first God, but yeah, where science is concerned, there has to be that kind of movement and improvement. So that's why I am the way that I am with regards to um, my possession. R.E. Divine Law and Temporal Law. So there we go. So that's been a big part of today for Sunday. I know this is a huge part that's been added on um, here for Tuesday. And there's going to be even more than that because obviously, as I've said, it's Father's birthday It is the conversion of St Paul, that feast day, and it's also Robert Burns' birthday as well. And if it's your birthday too, happy birthday. Enjoy. So let's get on with the next part of this broadcast. This is um, also a week of prayer for Christian unity. I'm going to be discussing some things on here which are going to um help people come together. They're going to to help bridge across. Sometimes you're gonna really have to watch the ego and keep it in check um if you identify with one particular type of religion and you're going to have to put the love of god first over religion so um that's going to be vitally important for you to do so just know that god has a greater um, intent throughout the way that I'm being utilized to to put this across and that i uh, really do care so much for every single one of you um no matter what part of the Christian culture, society, and what religion specifically that you're from, I really do care about all of you and I wish you all the best. When you listen and you hear these, I pray for your peace, your love, your kindness, to really um, be at its fullest through you and for you to take something away from this that helps your life in a really um, positive way but if there are things that need to be um, you know let go of in terms of your own life so that you can make way for like greater um, blessings in your life and um, that allow for you to hear more um, from me in ways which will truly help you then may that occur as well. Like I really do care about you all so I want to make a prayer ahead of every single one of these um broadcasts, and um I want you to go into meditation and prayer yourself um in your own lives individually, and um I just want you to yeah, really make the most of it. I'm praying for all of you, and I also pray that this will help um those on the kind of outer edges of faith of any of these faith groups that they might too also be brought in to deeper faith with christ as a result of being here today many blessings in the name of jesus the father the son and the holy spirit amen welcome to love lighthouse this is a podcast station for love lighthouse and we are going to see what's coming up for tuesday Alright, here we go. Only they would. that we should remember the poor, the same which I also was forward to do. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face, because he was to be blamed For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, feeding them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly, according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, if thou being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Okay, so again, it's not saying that the law is not um good and right and helpful, it's absolutely vital for certain people. But those that are in the faith, of course, um there are certain yokes that shouldn't be put on them that are in the faith or like intending to do the right that they just may not have like all of the um the scope to do everything the way that uh, certain of us might have some of us might be very well off not just by the faith of Christ but also in terms of our material ways so like for example here's an here's a really good example right um it is a tradition, so some might say as if it's a divine law but into temporal law, but it's not. Um, it's one of these things where it's a command of God. So in other words, the law is important, but more so is the faith, right? This is why, okay, there are these um people in church whereby they had someone come to them and give them veils. So I'm not now. These people aren't poor, um, by this way. But just imagine if there are people that are poor, right? These people are of the faith, and they would want to do right. They would want to fulfill that part of the law and the faith, right? The, the it's, but some people talk about the letter and the spirit. Now, so they might want to be able to fulfill that, but they may. Not already have the resources in place. They may not have a veil, for example. They may not be able to afford to have a veil, for example. Okay, some people can give that to them freely, but at the same time, you're not going to go around like, you know, having a full on go at them because they don't have a veil, because you know that the reason that they don't have a veil isn't because they're doing it out of spite. In this occasion. Now, some people will be doing things out of Again, you need to discern the spirit. You need, to, sometimes it can be very clear and very obvious by the way that they behave, what they say and what they do. But sometimes you know, there needs to be further um, clarity and understanding and awareness. Sometimes people really want to be able to take part, but because of their lack of funds. So we need to remember the poor that some people just do not have the ability to be turning up with a certain type of resource. or. Um, some people who totally put the spirit first, like they can only get to, um, lie and it's not say that everybody that's poor. Some people can have plenty of um funds for things or whatever, but they um may not have that calling from God or they may not have the other resources um to get them there at that time. It may still yet to be tapped into um but even like for example I'm thinking about like getting to a type of mass now I have people just assuming that I'm able to do xyz because you know I should just be because I'm of the kingdom like I am sovereign I should this and that the next thing so it's not just um with regards to what we can have access to it's what we realistically have been given access to at one particular point or another as well for different varying reasons um but yeah, genuinely, those people um, that may not have veils, they may not be able to afford to then therefore do that. Um, so you wouldn't put a constraint upon them, but obviously if they could manage to afford such a thing, and it is called in terms of a command to do, then they can therefore fulfil it. But not. it's about not putting the actual flesh of the law first and it's determining like why someone isn't able to do something. I'm not saying that everybody that goes against the law is because they're poor and this is not true. We know that there are people that are just fleshly bound, that they're getting their resources and then they're spending their resources on drink or drugs or whatever so they're Um, choosing to go against God on purpose and then they're doing things that are harmful to them, to other people, and then they've been nasty as a result of what they're consuming and the choices that they're making. It's not, you know, there are people that are doing things that are really harmful, really nasty because they're choosing to go against God, not because they're poor, (laughs) right? So it's also looking to the fact that, you know, they're troublemakers causing problems all across the place. That are being given the gift of like having certain resources and they're abusing those resources in terms of like they're utilizing them for things, they're causing chaos to their lives and causing destruction to their lives and to that of others. So let's really be careful with what we know and what we're saying here. We're not talking about um, people in general and people that are of the Antichrist. We're talking about. What happens when the believers, those that have good intent, want to do something? They want to be able to show up um, in a certain way. But the only reason that they can't is because they may have like a lack of funds or a lack of resources in that particular area. So we pray for those in the faith that um, they will not be held back from what they need to do, what they need to achieve or um, persecuted in any way. Um, merely because they have a lack of funds or a lack of resources. And we pray that it is God's will that people do have certain resources and certain resources or financial um, abundance should be given to those in uh, the faith that these do come to them and manifest to those that are truly um, and genuinely and authentically um, people of God. We pray this for all of them. And for all of you, anyone listening that is um, needing uh, or feeling the need, but not because you're putting the flesh things first, but you're putting God first and God's like giving something to you on your heart that you need this, or you deserve this, or this is something is going to come to you in the flesh, but it's been led by the spirit. Then I pray for you too, that you of Christ do indeed receive that blessing, whatever it is, um, so that that uh, level of purness in that particular area that needs to be unbroken, um, for whatever reason it is, for whatever your role is, you need to take things forward in the kingdom that you're able to do so. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.